and welcome to our Clarity Podcast. Clarity is a one-year experience here at our church where we are seeking to see Jesus more clearly. Uh, I'm Nick. And I'm Michael. And uh, today we are, we're looking kind of in response to one of our reflection questions in the Clarity book. So as you're walking through Clarity, um, we have our, our sermon each week and a devotional written on that passage and some reflection questions for you to kind of chew on personally. And so really wanted to key off one of them in particular. This, this week we looked at the story of Jesus uh, overturning the tables in the temple. And one of the implications there was that the spiritual leadership in Jerusalem was leading in a, a self-serving way rather than a way that served the people and served the Lord. And that was one of the things Jesus was rebuking. And so the question was, um, how are you serving weekly to help create a healthy environment for others to engage in worship and prayer together? So we just want to talk about that concept of what does it look like to serve the church and how do you figure out how you serve the church and and how you're best uh, gifted by God to do that. And so, Michael, this is kind of like your full-time job is helping people engage in serving the church. Yeah, Nick, I appreciate being asked to speak into this because it's something I'm really passionate about. Um, In the community ministries, in the community teams across fellowships, different congregations, one of our primary responsibilities is to help people discover their gifting and then find the place where God wants to use them uh, for kingdom service. And it might be within the body, it might be in the church, or it might be through one of our partner ministries, it might be out in the community. But we passionately believe that every single person um, has been uniquely equipped by God to serve and to build up the body of Christ. Uh, and so uh, there's a few things that we look at when we're meeting with people and talking with people to help them discern that. You know, I often joke that when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And when you're a community pastor, everyone looks like a community group leader. But I have to fight that, and I have (laughs) to realize um, that's not how everyone's gifted and wired, and I want to help them discover for themselves how God wants to use them. Mm, That's good. So as as we're seeking direction on that, um, you know, you've commented, we're we're Fellowship Bible Church, so we're going to take our cues from Scripture. So lead us there. What what does Scripture have to say about this whole issue of gifting? Yeah, that's always our first question. And so the first time we see the phrase spiritual gift in the New Testament is actually in Romans 111, which is a verse that I have allowed to guide a lot of my approach to community ministry. Paul says, for I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. And so Paul says he he wants to bring a spiritual gift to the people of Rome, and he wants to encourage them even as they encourage him with their faith. Mm. And so I think this, this sets us on this pathway that spiritual gifts are given to us to encourage each other. And there's really three main passages that the Bible addresses this idea of spiritual gifts. Um, The next one is a little bit later in the same letter in Romans chapter 12. Nick, I was wondering if you might read Romans chapter 12, verse 6 for us. Yeah, you bet. I'm reading from the ESV, and it says, Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith. So if you're a person who marks in your Bible like I am, I have circled the word grace in verse 6, and and I've written in my margin, this is the nature of spiritual gifts. They're gifts of grace. And so the Holy Spirit, according to all of these passages we're going to look at, um, distributes spiritual gifts. These are unique spiritual abilities that every believer has at least one, and usually more than that, spiritual gifts. And according to this, 
they're an act of grace. And so God didn't owe it to us. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't that when we came to Christ, now God somehow owed us a spiritual gift. Um, it's a it's grace, and the Holy Spirit gives these to us as an act of grace. And we, we should always rest in that, that um, if we have a spiritual gift, we should never be proud about that, yeah. and we should never feel like, man, I'm really special because I can do this spiritual thing. Uh, but we should always remember it's just God's grace that he's given us that gift, that ability. And so to me, Romans 12, 1 through 8, really unpacks the nature um, of the gifts. Um, if we turn over to 1 Corinthians 12, which, of course, is another letter written by Paul, uh, this is where he really unpacks the source of the gifts. If you don't mind, Nick, reading uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, starting there in verse 4. You bet. First uh, Corinthians 12, 4. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. So obviously, the power behind these spiritual gifts is God. Um, And it's the Holy Spirit who gives these gifts to people and then empowers people to use those gifts. And so this whole enterprise of spiritual activity is really powered by, um, initiated by, guided by the Holy Spirit. Um, And if we skip down to verse 11 in the same passage, it says, the Spirit apportions to each one individually as he wills. And so it's the Holy Spirit at work within the, the body of Christ, the church, uh, giving these spiritual gifts to people so that we can accomplish his will. Um, the Holy Spirit, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Father, they all have the same will. They're all working in concert together. And the Holy Spirit, one of his functions is to give gifts to God's people so that we can build each other up and build up the body of Christ. And then probably my favorite of these, are we allowed to have favorites or are Bible passages like children and you uh, can't have a favorite? No, we're allowed to have favorites. Okay. Garland has a favorite for every episode. So <laughs> Okay. Well, in 1 Peter chapter 4, Peter really helps us understand, I think, the purpose of the gifts and, and how to deploy the gifts. And so in 1 Peter 4, verse 8, he says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. And so I think for us to always bear that in mind, that love is paramount. Um, Paul says the same thing, of course, in 1 Corinthians 13. If you've ever been to a wedding, you've heard that passage read. Uh, But Peter says that here, that above all, it's all driven by love. So as soon as our motivation becomes anything else, pride, um, I'm a pragmatist at heart, and so mm-hmm. sometimes my first question is, will this work? Will this be effective? And my first question would be, is this going to demonstrate God's love? Because that's what Peter commands us here. And then he goes on to say, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. And so that's, that's like a given. That's an expectation. Um, hospitality is a spiritual gift, but here Peter makes it clear um, that's a baseline where we should all start. We should all be welcoming and show hospitality to people. Maybe that's in our home. Maybe that's at our church. Church, maybe that's in our small group. And then he says, as each has received a gift, I'm in verse 10 of 1 Peter 4, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied, circle this again, grace. It's a Hmm. stewardship of grace. And so when we think about the grace that God's given us, he's calling us to be good stewards of it, which means to use it well and use it wisely. How do we do that? According to Peter, we do that by serving one another. And then he goes on to give us two big buckets. There's two kinds of spiritual gifts, speaking 
and serving. And so some people have speaking gifts, and that could be things like leading a, a community group, explaining the Bible, sharing the gospel. Other people have serving gifts where um, they're good at showing the love of Christ in tangible ways. Um, that could be encouraging people, visiting the sick, um, serving people that need help with things like they're keeping up their home or personal care. And so the that's kind of the two big groups that Peter says, here's, here's the gifts that people have been given. And then he says, in order that in everything, God may be glorified. So ultimately, that's the purpose, that we would see God glorified as these gifts are expressed. You know, a couple of things that, that was so helpful, that survey, and a couple of things that stood out to me was, one, while gifts vary, and one person might be gifted in one area, another in a different, the call for Christian character applies to all of them. That's right. So it's not like you go, man, you know, I, I just, I don't have that kind of loving heart. That's, that's other people. No, we're all called to have a loving heart. We're all called to do things in generosity. Um, while gifts vary, Christian character should not. Yeah, that's right. And I think that, that was helpful for me to hear. I also think just the emphasis that you, you drew out on the idea of grace, it, it means spiritual giftedness is not the same thing as spiritual maturity. Yeah. Because we're not gifted based on our maturity. Um, gifts are an act of grace, which means you don't earn them. And so the two sides of that would be, one, it would be foolish of someone to ever think, I must be spiritually mature because I'm obviously gifted. Right. Or the other side of that would be, because I don't have this certain gift, that must mean I'm not doing something right with the Lord. Yeah, that's a good point. Giftedness just isn't tied to your maturity, and, and and it varies a lot. And the aim, as you've drawn out so well, is loving and serving others and glorifying the Lord. So that was that was really helpful. So when, when you turn from kind of those principles to how does this work out for somebody in the church trying to discover a spiritual gift and how they serve, what's kind of some, you said you're a pragmatist, give us the pragmatism. Yeah, so that's the big question. How do I know what my spiritual gifts are and then how do I put them to use loving and serving um, for God's glory? And so one thing to keep in mind is even though we believe in gift-based ministries, gifts aren't the only basis mm. for ministry. And so uh, one of the things God uses is our personality, or you might say our passion. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up thinking that my personality, who I was, was so damaged by sin that I basically needed to be someone else in order for God to use me. Wow. And it was only um, as I started to be discipled by some men who loved me and spoke truth to me that I started to understand, no, actually, God gave me the personality that I have. God made me who I was. He wants to redeem that and use that. And so um, if you have an outgoing personality, God wants to use that. If you're more introverted and quiet, God wants to use that. And he doesn't want us to be... um, uncomfortably serving over the long haul in a place that doesn't fit how we're wired. And so knowing our own personality is helpful. Um, The second one is experiences. God has given us experiences, both good and bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I coached my kids in baseball, not because I'm trying to decide what hat I'm going to wear when I go into Cooperstown, um, (laughs) but because I had the experience of having bad coaches that crushed my spirit as a kid, Mm. and I did not want that for my kids. And so I took a bad experience and said, um, I'm going to act on that to make things better for someone else. And so good experiences. Um, We go to a camp. We're part of a parachurch ministry, and we have an incredible experience there. Maybe God wants to use us there or someplace similar. Um, So it could be good or bad experiences that guide us. Um, Of course, our spiritual gifts, we've already mentioned and talked about extensively. I would like to say on that, on the practical side, the best way to discover your gifts is to get out there and try some things. And so um, if you can hit a golf ball a long way, you discovered that by swinging a 
golf club. Right. And the same thing applies with our spiritual gifts. We uncover those um, by stepping out and trying. And sometimes we're going to fail, and sometimes mm-hmm. we're going to figure out this is not our gifting. Um, when my kids were younger, I served in uh, what we called then the Learning Center at Fellowship. And I don't want to discourage anybody from that, but I discovered that was not my gifting. <laughs> um, we would we would be in there with those little kids and I would think, oh man, surely we're almost done. The parents should be here soon. I'd look up, we're 10 minutes into the hour. And, um, (laughs) but then I also noticed as I met with men in the morning and we opened our Bibles and we talked about how to walk with Jesus, I would glance at my watch thinking I probably had 15 or 20 minutes left and realized I was five minutes past. And so I recognized this is what I'm wired for. Mm -hmm. Um, I did my tour with the kids. I didn't bail mid-semester, but I knew that long-term that wasn't where the Lord was going to have me serving. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is skills. Um, no matter how passionate I am um, and how, how uh, much experience I might have uh, playing the guitar, if I'm not good at it, that's probably not where the Lord wants to use me. And so um, what, what do I just naturally find I'm good at? And um, skills that I have in life might translate into spiritual endeavors. And so I think those things, personality, experiences, gifting, and skills, those are all combined to point us toward where the Lord wants to use up use us to build up the body and serve others in the name of Jesus, ultimately to see God glorified. Oh, that's beautiful. So for, for people listening, just kind of, kind of pulling this all together, I think I hear you saying, first of all, keep growing in Jesus. For sure. Um, Cause that, that character, that heart to love God and love others has to be the foundation for all this and then jump in there. Right. Um, and so just jump in there and start serving and, and brought, you'll, you'll, we'll see that line up between what we're passionate about, what other people see and affirm that we're good at, right? And and what uh, what we see fruit coming out of in our lives as we as we serve in those areas. Yep, so. that's exactly right. And for people to know that um, the spiritual leaders in their life um, are there to help them find that place, and so they can feel free to talk to their small group leader, their community pastor, any ministry leader at Fellowship would love to help them find their place in ministry, so they can use the gifts that God has given them for His glory. Well, it's it's the core of our mission here at Fellowship to produce and release spiritual leaders who know and express the authentic Christ in Northwest Arkansas and the world. We live to see a church that is activated in their spiritual gifts and serving to the glory of God. And so, hey, Michael, thanks for the time and thanks for the clarity you brought to this and thanks for listening to our Clarity Podcast. <laughs>